Hello, and welcome to the Living My Resilient Life podcast. Be prepared for funny cat anecdotes as well as stories near and dear to my heart. My name is Caitlin Roller, and I can't wait to share my experiences of living life with resilience. Hello, and welcome back to Living My Resilient Life podcast. I am glad that you are either returning or you're somebody new. My name is Caitlin Roller, and I actually have a special guest with me today. She has been on our podcast before for episode four, asking for help and starting therapy. And so I wanted to bring her back for today's. We have Miss Angie with us today. Hello, Angie. Hey, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to have you back. I know it's been a it's been a minute since you've been on. I just just yeah. looking at the dates actually. And episode four was released in November of 2020. Wow, <laughs> that feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it feels like a lifetime ago. But um, so we are focusing on like that word masking and how to tell when you're struggling with your mental health. And if you are somebody that follows me on Instagram, um, you'll remember that I posted kind of like a questionnaire about that, kind of seeing what other people's responses are on what those terms mean and what other people do, just because it was something newer that I kind of discovered. Um, but if you don't follow me, it is, I believe, resilient underscore roller, I think. I should know this. I should have this written down, but I don't, and it's fine. <laughs> um, and Angie, you actually did a really good job of doing like the research behind like masking, like the definition wise. Like I only know it from my own understanding of when I do it. But would you be able to kind of tell us what that word means? I mean, you had the research. I really, you were ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I wanna, I wanna pull it up just to make sure that I'm, I'm saying it appropriately and. <laughs> It is, I mean, it's Wikipedia, but Woo. that's it's still a source, so we're going to use it. Um, I love it. Yeah, so there are a couple of different uh, takes on what masking is, but um, overall, it's, it's whenever a person will mask their natural personality um, to conform to social pressures, or it's like repressing your natural emotions, um, and... Yeah, and, and people do it for different reasons. One thing that I, I could not find that I think would be interesting to talk about at some point is whether it's like intentionally or not intentionally. I don't know what hmm. you've heard about that um, uh, or not, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I, I found on it, at least on Wikipedia. I think there was a couple of um, sources that I found on um, some like psychology, mental health um sites as well that were that were very similar so uh yeah I love that no you really worded that well I was like ooh, nice oh. Angie <laughs> oh, well I was reading from Wikipedia so well Wikipedia <laughs> worded it well I love that you did the citing of sources <laughs> um but no I honestly when you were talking about intentionally versus non-intentionally I hadn't even thought about that but I when the reason that I guess brought me to wanting to talk about this episode is recently I had a, I think I've told you this story when I last saw you, but I'll tell it for my audience who doesn't <laughs> know it already. I was, um, uh, what was it? I needed, I think it's the psych, 
psychiatrist is the one that prescribes the meds, if I'm yeah. not correct, if I'm not wrong. And then you've got your psychologist and they're the therapist, but they don't prescribe the medication. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I think so. They're really similar and that kind of get them mixed up. But yeah. So I've, you know, I have the therapist that I've had for several years and I have a psychiatrist like group that I go to or not group, but like, you know, it's, I guess it's like a company. I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not wording this well, but anyways, <laughs> um, I learned that the place I used to go was out of business, but my doctor had emailed me saying, Hey, you know, I've, uh, we I'm now at this practice. That was the word I was looking for practice. practice. My practice had gone out. Um, and so I was like, perfect because you know, every, so every few months, depending on your doctor, you need to go in to get a refill and to do that they have to just do like a quick kind of like check up on you if you've seen them often enough it's like 15 minutes how you doing you're doing well okay then you're you're on your way which is what I thought that I was getting um and so you know you go through the process of having to get a new doctor or practice or whatever that may be you've got to do all of the steps of filling out all the forms and the paperwork and setting up an, an appointment for a new patient even though I've seen that doctor with a different practice, but I had, you know, I was just kind of like busy going throughout my day. I was able to kind of take my appointment, um, like right after work. And, you know, I was just, he's asking all the questions that you would do in a new appointment. So I'm just like, okay, this is, you know, when it started, these are my symptoms, X, Y, and Z kind of like just trying to get through it because I was like, I just need meds. You, you know, me <laughs> like, this is not a huge thing. Now, I'd only have one or two appointments with him before. My other doctor for the last couple years, she actually left to go start her own practice, I think. And with insurance and all that, I just was like, that's fine. Somebody else at the practice can take me on, you know, just for continuity's sake. Um, but And rambling, as I always do. Um, <laughs> but I, so, you know, that backstory and he asked me, he sends me over two forms because we're doing all of this virtually. And so he sends like two forms into my patient portal just to like, hey, kind of fill this out to get like a baseline. And so there was one form, um, there was one form that was more specific to anxiety, like how frequently have you been struggling with this in the last two weeks or this in the past two weeks? It was all two weeks based. And then there's another one focused on depression because those are the two things I struggle the most with. And so I, you know, I just kind of filled them back, filled them all out, sent them back to him. We were talking and he talks about the results of that. And he, you know, he had listened to me tell my whole story again and, you know, then he just was like, you know, I, he didn't say it as like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but the idea was, I don't think you're doing as well as you are making yourself believe. I mean, he didn't outright say that, but that is what I understood from it because then he brought up like the results of those tests that I had taken. He said, you know, on the depression one, you scored about a seven. And so a seven is, you know, pretty is manageable and you know, you're doing what you need to do to manage that. And then he's like, your anxiety was out of 15. And I was like, oh, like, I'm literally in this appointment being like, I don't think that I'm doing as well as I think I am, yeah. which was 
really hard to hear because I had just been going on and on to him about, you know, yes, I used to struggle, but you know, I've, you know, I've in therapy, I, you know, I take my medication, I don't drink alcohol anymore, I do a better job of taking care of my mental health. I mean, I left a career that was stressful due to mental health reasons. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm doing the work. And it was really hard for me to hear that I was really still struggling. But like, there's like a little thing in the back of my head that was like, "Mm, is this really a surprise though? Like, are you really that surprised? Um, And it just kind of got me to thinking of like, I don't really, like I was, it was, it was really shocking to me because, you know, to anyone else outside would be like, yeah, you're fine. You're doing great. But then you're really struggling, which is why that word masking came into play. And literally during this session with him, I was like, I think I do a better job of like masking. I think I actually used the term actually. I was like, I think I do a really good job masking um, how I'm actually doing. And I think I do it to the point, like you were saying intentionally versus Mm non-intentionally to the point where I don't even really know that I'm doing it until I'm called out on it, which was essentially what he did. Excuse me. (laughs) Um, But he essentially called me out and said, hey, you're actually not. Here's, you know, the scale or here's, you know, that test that you took. And so I was like, huh, that's really what brought up my whole episode. And I was like, I wonder who else is really struggling or masking or, you know, because I've been thinking about it for like, several weeks where I'm like, is this just like what I do day to day? Is this actually who I am? Is this masking? You kind of almost second guess yourself. You're like, is this masking or is this just me? Um, So that was kind of like my idea behind it. I don't know if uh, Angie, you have anything kind of specific experiences or anything with that or anything related to that, may I say? Yeah, I think, I think I do. I, and all right, I know I do. Um, I don't know if it's would fall under like the same kind of category of masking, I guess. But I was thinking about that earlier today, and um, I realized like a lot of the times I notice that I'm like, oh, well, we'll probably get into how we can like identify when we're masking. In a bit, <laughs> but um, I definitely have that experience, like this experience of like, oh, I think I think everything's going fine, and then actually no (laughs) like I've I've just sort of told myself that things were were fine or I'm just sort of hanging in there Um, like at work for instance uh, thinking things are okay and then the next thing you know I'm really burnt out or I'm really um, exhausted or uh, yeah there's a lot of like signs for that help me notice that but um, it happens all the time and I think with a lot of different Like, earlier when I was, like, when I mentioned, like, repressing emotions, like, Mm -hmm. I do that a lot as, like, a survival skill, (laughs) so, um, which I think a lot of people do, I imagine, but um, that's kind of where it it comes in, is it's just my way of getting through the day sometimes, Um, and sometimes I reflect on it, and sometimes I I don't, (laughs) because I don't want (laughs) to think about it. (laughs) Oh, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, ew. Well, I'll just get back to it. Yeah. Like I just, um, yeah. So I definitely have experience 
with that for sure. <laughs> no, and it's hard too because I like it's it really is like a second guessing like it's just what I do because like like you were saying I was like I think I even as a like a kid I was always like everything's fine everything's happy because of course you want to feel happiness that's the, the emotion that everybody wants but sometimes that means I'm repressing the other stuff and not dealing with them yeah. hiding them away because I don't want to feel them but you know they're still there you know they're gonna come out eventually um which i think it's like part of masking there was one um because i read that same article that you were referencing um and there was one thing i took a screenshot of it actually i sent it to you because <laughs> they said um okay I'm reading straight from this Wikipedia site, by the way. It says each person masks their emotions differently. Um, during one's childhood, an individual learns to behave a certain way when they receive approval from those around them and thus develops a mask. The individual is not conscious of the role they've adopted and is projecting it outwards to the people they meet. In some cases where the individual is highly conscious, they may not know that they are wearing a mask. Wearing a mask takes away energy from a person's consciousness and in the long run wears out their energy. Masking tendencies can be more obvious when a person is sick or weak since they may no longer have the energy to maintain the mask. I was like, woo, woo. Yeah. That one's, because, and it's so hard because then I feel like we get into that deep, that, that kind of spiral where it's like, is everything I'm doing a mask? Who am I? Like, you know, like all of yeah. that. But I think, I think when I'm talking about masking, I'm thinking more specifically to, you know, you mask to like seek the approval or mm -hmm. try to form to society standards. Um, or just if you really struggle mentally, it's almost like you put a mask on to like shut that off. You know, because yeah. it's such like a stigma, taboo, what have you. Um, so that's kind of, it's just, I don't know. It's a very interesting topic that at least for me, I wasn't super conscious of or aware of other people doing it. Or, you know, when I asked on, I took like a poll on my Instagram about, do you know what that term masking means? I had <laughs> two <laughs> options. One was yes. And the other one was no, is that Batman? And a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people chose the Batman one. A uh, few people chose yes, but I was like, huh, I think that this is less common or maybe there's another name for it too. I think that could be a big one where maybe this is just one term, but people think of it in other ways or, you know, yeah. what have you. Um, but so I, I asked, you know, how to tell when, like, how do you know when you're masking, right? And one person said, uh, when I disassociate, but can still feel myself smiling. And that, yeah. that one's a real one. Uh, you know, when you know that you're just, it's kind of like a, if you work in like, like a customer facing role and you have to pick up the phone and be very happy, peppy, mm -hmm. like I'm talking to this person and everything's fine. That's kind of like my example of what that would look like, but you just do it day to day to just get through the day i hear yeah. little dog yes, <laughs> in the background <laughs> okay he's coming in yeah. that's fine he's gone now. sorry that's, you know you're fine i mean my my cats come in all the time so that's just a part of the podcast life <laughs> uh but 
I guess you were saying for you, how do you know when you are masking or when you're struggling like that? Yeah, I think it depends on the situation. Um, because the reason the reason I say it depends is because I know I, I do it sometimes on purpose mm-hmm. um, to just sort of get me through a situation that is hard or to sort of protect myself. And those are times when I'm like, really appreciative of the masking because I feel like it's an indicator red flag of like okay something's unsafe about your environment right now like and I'm like okay that's great let's just get through this moment and then we'll assess what what just happened but Mm -hmm. um when it's when I'm doing it and it's a little less I'm not aware of it until after the fact um oh I I definitely have some dissociating uh tendencies too um, where I just sort of feel a little outside of my body and I'm just sort of like, <laughs> the thing about dissociating is it's very hard to describe. No, I get that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. It. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, you keep going. I'm going to look it yeah. up the like, definition because it is hard to explain. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like, well, there's different, I felt it at very different levels. Sometimes it feels very existential, like am I alive? Like, like that. Um, and I really can't, I literally can't focus on anything else. And then sometimes it's a little more mild where if I'm just having a conversation with someone and all of a sudden I'm, I'm just not hearing what they're saying anymore. I'm not understanding like what I'm watching on TV because I'm just not there. I'm just not present. Um, so that's, that's when I noticed that, um, maybe I have been masking or I guess that's more of, um, an, an after effect of masking because I'm, I'm exhausted and my brain's just get, has gotten overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, I also notice it when I'm getting a little like irritable with people, like, a, like impatient. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, those are all just like signs that I have been masking. Um, and I know, I know that there's more, um, oh, and usually like if I'm people pleasing, um, mm-hmm. that's, that's a sign that that's more like, yeah, definitely a very obvious sign that I'm trying to put on this face of like, I can't make mistakes. I can't, I have to be accommodating and, um, yeah. So kind of jumped around there, but no, it, I it like depends, that. yeah, it depends on the situation for me and who I'm with and what kind of stressors there are. Um, no, and yeah. you brought up a really good point though of the. You know, because I think there are times where you have to mask, like you were talking about, like your environment, or if you're in a state of like, you have to do it to just kind of get through that moment and then reassess. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I think that there are times where masking is necessary and it's not a bad thing. I'm realizing as I'm talking about masking, I'm putting almost like a negative, like, like it's a negative term, but I'm I'm realizing that I don't think it's necessarily negative but it is, it could be a really good indication of you're struggling and you're not handling it the way like you or masking. I don't know. It's hard because I think that there are good and bad connotations to it depending yeah. on the circumstance. For sure. Yeah, it definitely depends on the circumstance, I think. Because mm-hmm. um, there are times when I've used masking as a way of setting a boundary in a way. Yeah. Well, um, that's definitely a healthy thing to, to set a boundary, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm using that 
term yeah if, the, if I'm using the term correctly I'm assuming that's what I did where I just wouldn't oh the are you talking about the disassociation is that what you're uh, referencing or oh no no just the just the masking in general like I've, oh, okay. like I've sort of put on this more like it's in work settings for instance like I'm like okay I can't I don't want to fully open up here like mm-hmm. that got uh, you know I got burned in the past for doing that which can also be bad because you know I kind of lose out on some relationships in that way but um sometimes at least in my work environment like I have to be very I have to be right I have to be Mm -hmm. or correct I have to make sure I'm entering the room knowing what I'm talking about because sort of depending on who's in the room it it, the the vibe changes (laughs) so yeah um yeah so um sort of but some but sometimes sometimes that's good uh depending on who yeah who's in the room sometimes it's less good because at the end of the day, I'm just exhausted and I can't just be authentic. So yeah, there's the pros and cons to that. The pros and cons. I feel like it's like a gray area. I feel like it's not good, nor is it just bad. I think it just can depend on that circumstance. Here comes Oliver back into the, (laughs) he's going to play with things. While you were talking about the disassociation, I think you described it really well. It says, This is coming from dictionary.com. Oh, yeah. Fighting that source. (laughs) Um, The disconnection or separation of something from something else or the state of being disconnected. Um, In psychiatry terms, it says, like, the separation of normally related mental processing resulting in one group functioning independently from the rest. Um, So it's like you're doing, you're, you're walking the steps, but you're not really feeling them. Or you're doing all of it, but it's not you're not having any kind of feelings towards what you're doing. You know, it's, you're not part of your body. It might look like you're doing the things, but you're not really feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely is. That's, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, ding, ding, ding. That's the spot. (laughs) Yeah. I, I notice, And yeah. So in therapy, we've worked on noticing that more as a sign Again, dissociation does not, it, like for me, speaking on, from my perspective, it doesn't feel good, but it's usually a sign that I'm pushing a little too hard and I need to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of the times that happens because I've been masking, usually under perfectionism. Yeah. Uh, and people pleasing. So. No, I like that. Um, that's something that you're kind of focusing on because kind of in the same way your therapist like, hey, this is a sign of something else. The the masking, I think, is when my psychiatrist said that, I was like, oh, it made me look into, well, why might I be doing this? So I guess yeah. for a lot of this, when I talk about masking, you know, yes, there are good and bad reasons for it. But I think in this term, I'm using it more of like, I'm struggling. And here yeah. is one of the reasons, like, I'm putting up a mask because I don't want to, I might be masking for my for myself, for other people's sake, you know, what that may be. But it's hard to know kind of when you're struggling. I guess that kind of brings me into the second part of like, you know, masking as an identifier of you're struggling. What are ways like, you know, that you know when you're struggling besides just masking? Um, yeah, yeah, go go for it. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no, go for it. Take it away. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some really obvious signs and I feel like there's less obvious signs for me. Like Mm -hmm. I know that I'm struggling usually if I, um, 
am annoyed by like eating. Like, like if I'm like, oh, I have to go figure out what I need to eat today. Like, usually if I'm burdened by that thought, that it's usually a sign like, okay, what's on your plate? Well, what's on your plate? (laughs) 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 But what's on your plate today? Like, why? Mm you know, what's going on in your life right now that you don't have time for the basic needs? Like what's, what's happening there? Um, like that's a little bit more of an obvious one that, well, obvious now didn't, it wasn't, I've lived, I've had my therapist in therapy where she's like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, I'm lightheaded. And she's like, did you have breakfast? And I'm like, no. <laughs> she's like, well, are you going to go eat? And I'm like, well, no, I've been therapy. And she's like, well, you can, you have a choice here and you can choose that. Like you can go grab a snack and come back. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not even like, if I'm not eating breakfast and I'm not feeling well, like, yeah, what's going on. So sometimes it's not as obvious as it may sound in hindsight, but yeah. So that's definitely a sign is if I just am burdened by normal human things that I need to do. Um, Mm -hmm. There's, there's definitely like less, less obvious signs I feel like masking is one that's not obvious for me not for me either until (laughs) someone tells me explicitly (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um I'm trying to think if there's I know I'm probably have some some more examples there but um yeah I'm gonna think on that because yeah no you should think on that there's so (laughs) many and there's so many signs for different reasons um a couple that I got because along with that Instagram thing that I posted, I asked, how do you tell when you're struggling? So it was like how to tell when you're masking, how to tell when you're struggling. And I got a lot more responses on how to know when you're struggling, mm-hmm. probably because the term masking was new or they didn't quite 100% know. Maybe they had an idea of what it was, but I'll read a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not going to say who sent them for, you know, just, you know, <laughs> uh, it was anonymity. Is that the word that I'm looking for? For anonymity reasons? I don't know. Just to be, you know, their private stuff. Um, But, okay, so we have this one says specifically for depression, they say, I feel myself becoming withdrawn and very tired, which, you know, I'm, like, nodding my head along to this. Like, I'm like, (laughs) yes. Um, This one says with anxiety, my heart rate becomes very rapid, even if I'm just simply sitting um, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, because your body really does, at least for when I struggle with anxiety, like my body tells me, like, I'll be sweating, my heart mm-hmm. is racing, I'm like pacing around. Um, and like, it can be a very physical symptom, too. Um, this one, next one says, when I really need to like talk to somebody, like you feel that urge to have to reach out to somebody. Uh, the next one, questioning myself constantly. It's like you're always second guessing yourself. Yeah. And the last one is like when I can't stay awake. I think that's like more indica- indicative of like I'm just so exhausted with the energy of doing this that I just I can't even I just have to go to bed, which I've definitely done where I'm like, I'm done with this day. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> like we're just going to go yeah. to bed. Like I, I have nothing more I can add to this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I feel like I can relate to all of those. Oh my gosh, no, 100%. I was like, these are very, like, they're really good examples. Like for me specifically, because you were sharing yours, for me, I kind of similar where it's like, it depends if it's, for me, if it's more depression, anxiety, even if they kind of, they do like 
mix and mingle a little bit, but sometimes yeah. one of them wins out more, takes the lead. For depression, for me, it's like the simple tasks of showering and making a meal and, you know, making that phone call. A lot of times for me, my people who reach out to me and I'm kind of going through something like depression wise, I don't, I don't respond. It's too much energy because it's not simply the text. It's the idea that they're going to respond. I've got to think of a response back and then it's going to go back and forth for a while. And just that idea of it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can't do it. I don't have the energy to brush my teeth. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't take that on. Um, for anxiety, I think a lot of those physical symptoms that were mentioned, um, for me, like even right now, I'm like, my leg is like kind of going up and down, like bouncing or like, I can't sit still. Um, it's like my brain doesn't stop, mm-hmm. you know, like the clocks and the, the clocks, the gears in my head <laughs> are just like running. Like there's not, I'm thinking of the next thing, next thing, next thing. And I'm just like, or I'm um, like, oh, what is that word where you're stuck on ruminating when you have this one thought in your head and you just keep going back and back and overthinking it or um, like you spiral. Like for me, I'm like, oh, well, because of this, now this is going to happen. And then if that happens, this is going to happen. And now we're down to here. And so it could be something very simple and small. And I've made it into the world's biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my, the overthinking is huge. Um, one that's unfortunate is like intrusive thoughts. I don't know if that's something that you struggle with, but. I don't know, actually, maybe. Yeah, I I used to struggle with them more, but I noticed like, when I'm especially anxious, they come back. It kind of goes with like the overthinking aspect. It's like intrusive thoughts are not fun because it's your brain telling you the worst of the worst, like something you really don't want to have happen. And your brain is like, actually, or, (laughs) or like your brain's like, you know, right now, actually you could just do this. And that would be, you know, it's just like you, your brain is just, being not nice (laughs) is the best way to say it. It's not you thinking those thoughts. And it's hard because sometimes the things that you think during those intrusive thoughts are things that you would never actually do in real life, but it freaks you out that you even thought of it. And so I have to like, like last week I had an issue with that where I was really anxious and so I had intrusive thoughts. And then I was like, literally mantra to myself, like, um, I was like, these are just thoughts, they come and go. Like you have no control over the things that go in your head. You have control over the actions that you take. And so it's like, hey, these things, acknowledge them, let them go by, you act on your actions. But like, it took me a long time to get to that point. I used to be really burdened with worrying about why I even had those kind of thoughts in the first place. I was like, is something wrong with me? No, it's just my brain not being nice to me. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that, like when you're, you sort of are like, okay, that's what my, that's how my brain's behaving right now. But mm-hmm. like, that doesn't mean it's, doesn't mean necessarily anything about me or how I'm going to react to them. Um, mm-hmm. That separation, I think is, I think is really healthy, or at least it, 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 help, it helps me when I, when I do that, but it's really hard to do that. Oh yeah. No, it's hard. And my therapist reminds me, even last week, she was like, 
just because you, you know, have anxiety, depression doesn't mean that's who you are. It doesn't define you. Um, and it's funny because I'm using this kind of platform to talk a lot about it. So it might define <laughs> me in that aspect, but not like generally who I am. Like, it's not like I meet someone. Hi, I'm, you know, I'm Caitlin Rowe. I've got anxiety and depression. Like, that's not <laughs> how I would describe myself. But sometimes that's kind of how you feel about yourself when you struggle. Um, and so it's, it's hard. I think you, you're right. It's healthy to not like attach them to each other. Like it's not who you are. It's just something that is happening. Um, and you can't really control that, but you can control other things. I think that would be, I don't know. It's taken, it takes time to get there. And even on some of my other days, I have to it, take someone else reminding me of that. <laughs> But oh, sorry. No, no, you're okay. I know it's hard when it's like we're on Zoom for right now. Angie's unfortunately not here beside me, so sometimes it happens on Zoom where you're like, you think someone's gonna talk, or there might be a leg or something, and so it's like, <laughs> wait, what were you gonna say? <laughs> what, what? What? No, you yeah. go ahead. You go ahead. Oh yeah, I was um, thinking of, or I remembered a few other signs of struggle <laughs> no guess. tell me yeah no share <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> uh, I mean I get um I get some pretty bad migraines and um I, I think for a long time I was in denial that stress was a trigger um I, and it still could have been other things like my diet or something like that but um I think stress definitely doesn't help um that was but yeah I think that looking back that was usually a sign that there was just too much going on in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I think sometimes it's, it's hard because I experience so much anxiety. I dismiss so much anxiety and um, mentally that it just goes like my body is always sort of, it goes straight to my body, I guess now yeah. <laughs> to get my attention. Cause it's like, <laughs> My brain's like, you're not listening to me, so I'm going to show you, uh, or I, we're going to experience this somewhere else, so, um, and that usually gets my attention, even though it doesn't feel very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your body, I mean, bodies do a great job of being like, oh, you're stressed, here are stomach issues, or you have a headache now, or your jaw's really clenching tight, that's going to mm -hmm. give you a headache, or, you know, it, it's. Like, I get why your body does that, where it's like, ha, can't ignore that. Good yeah. luck. But, yeah, it's just it's like, well, good. Now there's more. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, I mean, I usually know that I need to take a break. Um, mm -hmm. I, and I still, I struggle with that a lot, especially if I have to take time off of work for that. Yeah. Um, like, every time I need it is when I'm feeling the most guilty about it, I think. <laughs> um, and it feels like such a contradiction. But, Yeah. But those days are usually pretty nice uh, once I'm over the guilt. So, yeah. yeah. I know it's hard. I, I still struggle with if I need to take that time off. I've gotten better about it, but I still feel kind of like, I promise I want to do my job well, but I can't right now because I can't. Like I, last week, I don't think I shared this with you, but I had like a full-on anxiety attack at work, which was not fun. Um and I 
because I work in a cubicle, so I, I could feel myself just like I was really struggling like yeah. for so much of the morning. And I was like, okay, we're just, we have to move down to what we have like are called like studios that are like single rooms where we do our, you know, um, like virtual instruction stuff. Cause I was like, I can't be having this in like a cubicle setting cause that's just too public right now. And so I was just like really struggling. I even actually called, um, my sister cause I was like, I need to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was where I was like, okay, I don't think I can stay here the rest of the day. And so I told my supervisor, I was like, I am not feeling well. I need to go home because that's true. And I literally like went home and napped for like three hours because it's so draining when you yeah. struggle. Like, like, like you're saying with the physical stuff, like, but I still even felt bad leaving work early, even though I was like having a full like anxiety attack. I was like, I, but I, my job is to, you know, like I need to be here doing this. Um, and so that was really hard. Yeah, that but, is hard. I mean, you kind of have to like take your days. I think that's, if the pandemic has shown anyone, it's you got to take care of yourself. You got to take your days. You got to mm -hmm. seek help. And, you know, I wish that seeking mental health was, or seeking mental health, seeking help for mental health was easier. Yeah. Um. And some companies are doing a better job of making that kind of stuff available or those tools available, which is wonderful. But I would say if you're really struggling, like therapy, <laughs> I can't recommend that enough. Um, it's, you know, it could take a little bit to find the right person to work with. You know, not everyone clicks with the first person. I was lucky in that sense, but I know a lot of people have to kind of go through couple therapists until they find somebody, but that's always one that I preach. Again, I am not a doctor. I can speak on behalf of Angie. I know she is not either. We're just sharing our own personal experiences with it in the hopes that by talking about it more and sharing what we kind of go through that people maybe will recognize when they're struggling more because I denied it until I was like, in my 20s i went for a long time denying it and it wasn't until it was so bad that i was like "Ooh, you need to actually seek help now i would love for people not to have to struggle or if it came on because of a certain circumstance you know as these things do happen like go ask for help it is not a bad thing it is not a weakness it's hard and there's a stigma around it but like Go, go get help. Like, truly, you'll, you can feel better. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I, yeah, I second all of that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, second it all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would say since the last time we've spoken, or last time we did a podcast, we, we, we mm -hmm. spoke just like last today. Like, <laughs> yeah, today, yeah. <laughs> um, but the last time we did the podcast together was like, I think you said November 2020 or so. Yep, um, November 2020. Yeah, and I've been in therapy since then, too. And even since then, I think I've grown healed, I guess I should say, a lot of mm -hmm. of tough, like, healed a lot. <laughs> so I, was, yeah. I was adding words that were unnecessary. There, but <laughs> yeah, yeah um, and it's, yeah, come a long way. Um, not by, perfect by any means, um, and it will mm -hmm. never 
be that, but uh, I feel like I can get through the day um, a lot easier. Um, it's not the best phrasing, but no, I know what you mean. Where yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take what you said and add on to that, just because I like I said I've been struggling more recently, and it's like it hurts to feel like. I've made so much progress. Why am I feeling this way? But it's hard. It's something that I'm learning where it's like, it's not always going to be an upward projector. Like it's not always going to go up. You know, you're going to like mental health is something you're going to continue to manage for forever, essentially, which is scary to hear, but also just kind of the truth, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And it can change over the years and it can be different things in different ways. But at least that's, my understanding of it um but it's the way that you manage it like I was speaking last week with my therapist and I was like I'm really struggling I don't like that I'm really struggling because I feel like I've put in the work and she's like well you have put in the work you you know you have so many more tools at your disposal that you didn't when you were struggling this bad last time you Mm -hmm. know like you are you know you're taking that time you're not reaching for a drink because that was my negative coping mechanism to treat anxiety, I thought, nope, not, not what, that's for a different podcast, but, um, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of things that I'm doing this time around that I wasn't, so I guess to kind of go off what you were saying, where it's like, it's not perfect, it's not like healed, but there's growth for sure, you know, the way that you may have handled the situation in the past, the way you handle it now, you know, it's obviously different circumstances, different you know, things that are causing that kind of stress, but the tools that we have are ones that weren't there before. If that, I guess if that's kind of making sense. Yeah, that's exactly how my therapist describes it. It's just like tools in your toolkit, I guess. Yep, tools in the toolbox, yep. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Which, which are so helpful. I feel like my response time to when I'm not feeling well is, has increased a lot, which, Mm -hmm sounds like it's like oh I don't I don't want to notice when I'm not feeling well because then I have to think about it but it's actually I mean no it doesn't feel good all the time but it's something that for me at least needs to happen so a hundred percent I feel I always am I'm so uncomfortable with it because I don't want to focus on it but it like we were saying it's going to come out one way or another you know, it, it's, it's just unfortunately how that goes. So you kind of have to, you know, it's not easy. Seeking help isn't easy. Doing therapy is not easy. You know, if it was, you know, that would be great. I would love that. But that's just not the truth of the matter. But when you're doing the work, there is a lot of positivity that can come out of it, even mm-hmm. when it's hard. I think that's something that I didn't know when I kind of started this whole journey was, you know, I was really hoping, okay, you know, I was down here and now we're up here. And I'm like, there's a lot of growth, but there's still going to be those days that are harder than others and those times that are harder than others for any manner. So I felt like it was important to speak on because I know if that's something I'm going through, I've got to figure, you know, it's a big world. There's a lot of people, maybe other people are too. It helps me at least when I don't feel totally alone in it. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, yeah. It helps me too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just even talking to you now, like 
Yay, I'm not alone. Not yay. No, no, it's kind of like a, it's not just me. Fantastic. We all have problems. We all have problems. This is our therapy session right here on this podcast. Um. No, but it it really is helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, Since we, like, started talking about masks and stuff, I think one thing that, because we're also talking about therapy, Mm -hmm. one mask that I, I know I used to put on, um, and I have, again, not a doctor, but just people I care about, yeah. I've seen them put it on too, is I got this, like, I don't need that help. I don't, like, I know exactly what to do, like, mm-hmm. everything's fine, which some people know that, and it's that's great, but um, for me, that was a total lie, I was, t- I was telling <laughs> myself, so, um, like, yeah, I, just kind of, it just, like, brought me back to masking I guess when we were talking about that because I remember being like oh it's not that bad it's not that bad and not really realizing where I was oh yeah no that's a hundred yeah I was like I've always been that yeah that's (laughs) exactly like what you were talking about in your psychiatrist appointment but Mm -hmm. yeah you're like everything's fine everything's fine I'm like I think I'm just saying that to give it not just myself but everyone around me when in fact that's not true um, but I guess, is there anything else that you want to say in the manner of masking or struggling? I mean, clearly I think we could just talk all day about this, but yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, yeah. Other than to just nothing really other than to just second your point about, um, you know, if, which we talked about before, but if you need help, um, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded... Yeah, if you need help, like... <laughs> um, I recommend therapy, for sure. Or talking to someone um, that's gonna... It For me, I was in denial that that was something that would help. And, mm-hmm. I've yeah, I've come such a long way since since doing that. Um, and, yeah, that's I guess that's really the only only other thing to say which we already talked on no it's okay I like that I like that extra um nod to that at the end because you know that's true you know we're just speaking on our experiences so but you know we can also be like hey speaking of these experiences we also have experienced therapy and that is a (laughs) wonderful thing (laughs) yeah um but yeah I guess that's all we have thank you for those of you who have been listening this time feel free to go ahead and go back to episode four where i had angie on as well where we talked more about therapy surprise surprise um but thank you for listening go ahead and give me a follow resilient underscore roller i feel like so weird saying that kind of shout out but you know why not make a community of it but thank you for listening angie so glad to have you on